What's going on, everybody? This is The Debrief with yes. Pastor Matt Brown, and my name is Jeff, the host, and we have someone special. You'll find out who she is in a second. We're gonna have some awesome conversations about possibly what happened with the election. It's all coming up. Hey, soon and very soon, yeah. we're gonna be talking about it. Coming up on Amen. The Debrief. What's up, everybody? Hello, hello, hello. This is The Debrief with Pastor Matt Brown, and we are so excited because today we have a special guest with Ooh. us. So she is a guest as well as a co-host. Is that all right? Yeah, yeah, no, co-host, co absolutely. Pastor Matt, yeah. on Pastor Matt. <laughs> so uh, Donna Martin, Donna yes. Martin's uh, husband is Devo Martin, who yes. is one of our worship leaders on the San Bernardino campus. Yeah, yes. and, and he's been at Hunter Park. Probably he's he was, been at multiple campuses, right? Yeah, he's all over the place. Yeah, He, he just came back from Lake he was at Lake Arrowhead. Okay. Okay. He's, okay. He's but he is a spiritual worship rock star. He, oh, man, he is what you call a lead worshiper, not a worship leader, yeah. a lead worshiper. Yeah, yeah, Come yeah, on, yeah. Great. But Donna, so you and your husband, I think yeah. both of you um, are all about the nonprofit world. And yes. so, yes, it's awesome. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about the Joy Company. Yeah. So we two years ago started a nonprofit called the Joy Company. It's um, based on the name is based off Third John one four. I have no greater joy mm. than to see my children walking in truth or the next generation walking in truth. And so we started a nonprofit um, to go into public schools and preach the gospel. That's basically what we do. Mm. Now COVID kind of shut that down just a little bit, yeah, yeah. but we still meet with our student leaders. And so through the club system, mm. we help kids live out their faith on campus. Yeah. And That's we, awesome. yeah. um, you know, every week we would feed them yeah. and yeah. preach to them and see them um, lead. I mean, we got to baptize some kids in the school pool. Yeah, it was pretty God. crazy. That's incredible. Yeah, yeah pretty yeah. gnarly. We we go and we just love on the whole campus. And so they've given us a lot of freedom because of the love. Yeah. And so we love on the staff, the students, the janitors, the principal. I mean, they know we're there to love their kids. Yeah, so and so we've been doing that since 2018. And, and we just saw God, we've mm -hmm. seen God do amazing, amazing things. Obviously with school shut down, um, we've just been pouring into our student leaders, like teaching them yeah. how to share their faith. And um, it's been good. It's been really good. So that's what we do. I mean, we just yeah. evangelism in public school, preach the gospel. And we've seen so many kids come. To so if our listeners want to get involved or donate to the Joy Company, how can they do that? Yeah. So you can go to joyco.info, J-O-Y-C-O.info or the joycompany.info. Um, on Facebook, we're the Joy Company. You can follow me and Devo. Um, on Instagram, we're the Joy Company. And so, yeah, look, pop over, yeah. see what we've um, been doing, see the kiddos' lives that we've been impacting. It's been pretty yeah. gnarly to see what God has done uh, in San Bernardino on school campuses. Yeah. We've wow. just seen um, amazing things, amazing things yeah. with kiddos giving their heart to Jesus. Some of them just receiving prayer. For many of them, it's their first, it's the only Jesus they get all week yeah. when mm, they're wow. with us, wow. which is 30 minutes during lunch yeah. of us feeding them, playing a game with them and trying yeah. to say at least a scripture or two. Right. And it's, it's the only Jesus that they get. Yeah. So many of them don't go to church. And so we just yeah. decided to take church to them. Man, praise Amen. God. Awesome. Well, welcome. Awesome. Glad Thanks. you're here. Yeah, yeah. Happy to we'll be here. We'll try not to be too intimidating. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'll try not to fit exactly. exactly. I'll hold my own. I know you will. <laughs> Believe me. I know you will. Yeah. It's so awesome to have, um, you know, I think a couple of weeks ago, uh, we had um, Melody on, one of the executive directors yeah. here, and just She's so awesome, awesome to see female leaders, yeah. um, powerhouses like yourself, and doing what you're Thanks. doing. She's involved also Cultivate, which is our women's ministry. You speak um, uh, with that, and you speak on there. And it's so it's awesome. just so neat to have you here hanging out with us. I'm yeah. excited. And so, yeah, yeah, and just having a little bit of your voice even in this conversation. Yeah. Yeah. So Pastor Matt, uh, Pastor Matt, uh, the debrief show, it is your show. I got a couple questions for you. So this past week, obviously, we uh, there's a new president-elect. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so um, I wanted to talk about, I wanted to clarify, or can you clarify a statement that you made as far as you talked about the idea of re reality that there is more people who are relying less on God mm -hmm. than, uh, and they're relying more on voting. And there's more people in, in, in the voting booth right. than going to church. Mm -hmm. And so can you talk about that a little bit and what you Yeah, I mean, saying? when you look back, I mean, this election reminds me a lot of 1996. Yep. Uh, we had a president, uh, Bill Clinton, who was incredibly popular mm -hmm. on one side, mm -hmm. but like Trump, incredibly controversial. Mm -hmm. And so maybe Bill Clinton didn't have... Um, Trump's rhetoric <laughs> or, uh, you know, sure. persona. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, 
Clinton was beloved by half the country and loathed by the other half of the yeah. country. And so, um, you know, Bob Dole, uh, Bob Dole, who was well past his prime, wow. uh, right. not, not unlike <laughs> President Biden, um, you know, ran against sure, him. Yeah. The shocker in this case is is that Biden seems to be the president-elect. And so that creates, you know, tension between the country because the country is pretty split. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if you would have told me last week on our show that either candidate would get 70 million votes. I would have said, you're right. smoking something, right, and right. we need to talk about our weed policy right. at Sandals <laughs> Church. Right. Um, you know, Barack Obama is the lone exception. He got 69 million votes uh, eight year, well, eight or 12 years ago. I can't 12 years ago. And I never thought we would see anything like that yeah. again. Um, you know, that was a historic moment. Um, it was an incredible moment. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I was not someone who supported Barack Obama, but I was moved by the moment. Yeah. I was proud of our country. Um, I was hopeful. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's why I'm so sad to see where we are 12 years later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it seems like, again, so uh, of the last two cycles of elections, we've had a black person on the ticket twice now. So mm-hmm. we have Kamala Harris yeah. this time. Uh, and we had Barack Obama the previous time, and Biden both times. So that's interesting. Yeah. Maybe he's the he's the factor, the secret, right, right. Look at secret that. white Look at factor. Right. I don't know what it is, <laughs> but um, you know, I, I think the thing is, the thing that scares me is, um, so in Clinton and uh, 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 Bob Dole, I think the total vote count I think was ninety million. Wow. 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 Yeah. Total votes. Total votes. So. Now we have over 140 million votes. Yeah. So think about that increase in just you know four presidential cycles. I mean, it's not it's not a, a lot of time. The American population hasn't increased that much, and it's because, um, like our guest last week said, one percent a year is mm-hmm. leaving the church. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's evangelicalism. So if you don't know what an evangelical is, that's Sandals Church. We're evangelical. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like A.B. Vine said a couple weeks mm-hmm. ago, people don't know black people can be evangelical, yeah. but yeah. they are. <laughs> right, right, um, right. <laughs> and the reason black people oftentimes don't feel like they're evangelical is because the political difference between yeah. white evangelicals yeah. and black evangelicals. Yeah. And so they vote very differently, very. but they believe almost identical. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's very. that's why A.B. Vines is the first uh, black I president know. of the Southern Baptist Convention. Yeah. That vo- that became the Southern Baptist Convention because of the issue of slavery. Yeah. So you want to talk about shifting, right? So yeah. Uh, yeah. Baptists were one. American Baptists said slavery is mm-hmm. um, wrong, yeah. and uh, Southern Baptists split and said no, it's right. And so I'm a Southern Baptist that was on the wrong side. Yeah. I mean, right. we were wrong. Sure. It was sure. abhorrent. Yeah. The problem is now American Baptists have gone super liberal in their theology. Yeah. Um, and so what does that mean by liberal? It doesn't mean politically liberal, although sometimes it does. It means they don't they don't believe in the virgin birth. They don't believe that scripture is inspired by God. They don't believe uh, in the literal return of Jesus Christ. And so those are fundamentals. And that's actually where fundamentalism came from. Yeah. The term fundamentalism came from a response to the liberal movement uh, within academia that says, we all know that dead people don't rise. So Mm -hmm. Jesus didn't rise. That's a problem for us as Christians, because if he didn't rise, what are we doing? What are we doing? Um, We know that virgins don't give birth. (laughs) Well, actually, that's happened repeatedly now in nature. Do you read about it? They keep having these snakes (laughs) that are in isolation, (laughs) and they're giving birth. You see, but it keeps happening. So they had a snake in, in some museum that's been isolated for 30 years. And it gave birth. So it's, wow. it's just interesting. Um, and not that Mother Mary, uh, Mother Mary, Holy, Holy Mary was <laughs> right, yeah. a, a snake. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying they used to say it doesn't happen in science, right, but right, it right. seems it's to happened. be happening. So apparently God knows something that we don't know. But uh, uh, the virgin birth, mm-hmm. the, the, uh, the resurrection, right? Dead people don't rise. Mm-hmm. So they rejected all of that stuff. And so you've seen a lot of American Baptists and, yeah. and, and black Baptists. And, and by black Baptists, I mean... You yes, guys, right, yeah, black right. people who are black and yeah, are Baptists, Baptist, yes, right. and uh, you know, Baptists are still the largest denomination of blacks mm-hmm. in in America. I yes, mean, it's yeah. huge, sure. yep. absolutely huge. And so there's a movement, which is that's what's so interesting how things keep changing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but people are becoming less and less religious and more and more political, yeah, and that's yeah, the problem. Yeah, yeah. So that was like a long answer to say increasingly, and that's what I'm going to preach on again this week, is as, is there's no hope for America um, when there aren't Christians in office, people mm-hmm. who believe God, people who trust God. And that's really my concern for the Democratic Party. I have concerns for the Republican Party. Um, I think Donald Trump is a poor spokesman for Jesus. I just think that he is. The problem in the Democratic Party is they don't want any of Jesus. So, mm-hmm. so see, I'm saying, so we have a, we have a really mm-hmm. bad spokesman. Like, he's yeah. just not kind. Uh, he says cruel things. Um, and even if you voted for Trump, 
um, his personality is problematic. Yeah. It, yes. it is. Yeah. Right. Um, but the policies of the Democrats are problematic. There's no God. Um, you know, they're pushing that out. And so, like, if you go to Washington, D.C. today, when I was a kid, mm-hmm. and you would go, you got to get an actual tour of, you know, the, uh, the White House, the White House. Um, you know, all of those things. Now Capital, you go yeah. through a video. Yeah. And God has been wiped out from everything wow. that you, I'm not kidding mm-hmm. you. Literally in places where it says God, they've wiped it out because it's all computer regenerated. Mm. That's a problem. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, you know, and that's not the Republicans that are doing that. That's Nancy Pelosi. And, and if you're liberal, Nancy Pelosi is from San Francisco and they have a vile relationship with traditional Christianity. Mm. Governor Newsom, Nancy Pelosi, and many of these people out of San Francisco. And that's really my concern for us is it's no longer middle-of-the-road Democrats. And, and the Democratic Party used to be blue-collar. It used to be middle America. Now it's San Francisco, New York, Los Angeles, yeah. Hollywood, and those are the people that are running that. And that's really the divide. The divide yeah. is between you know city life and rural life and country life. And, um, and that's a problem for yeah. us going forward. And, and in the cities, churches are becoming hotels, yeah. uh, condos, mm-hmm. mosques, uh, Buddhist temples. You know, these places that used to worship God traditionally are yeah. completely empty. Yeah. And um, and many of these places, like in Boston, New York City, Washington, D.C., these churches are museums. Right. Yeah. And yeah. you pay money. Think about it. You pay money to take a tour. Yeah. And it, it, right. it breaks my heart. Um, there's a church in Boston that, um, you know, this, this uh, Episcopalian pastor, I forget his name, but he created a revival within Boston in the 19th mm. century. Hmm. And he was just this fantastic leader, the same guy who sculpted Lincoln. Yeah, um, right, on the right, steps yeah, of the funded, Lincoln yeah. Memorial, sculpted this pastor, and wow. you can see him in wow. downtown Boston. Boston. And it's gigantic. And just think about this guy's artistry. And that's who they commissioned when he died. Man, I love wow. it's in but, Boston. Wow. But it's done. Like, yeah, wow. people don't go there anymore. And mm. it, it just broke my heart. One of the, the most beautiful buildings in Boston is this church. And um, it just makes me sad. Nobody goes there anymore. Yeah. And, and that needs to concern us. And so... Uh, a couple of years ago, you know, I was in um, Israel, and hopefully you guys will come with me mm-hmm. one day when we go. And there's something I want to show you. Remind me, Donna, because yeah. I'll forget. I'm a big talker. Uh, <laughs> my wife says I struggle with follow through. <laughs> um, but Donna, remind me. Yeah. And when we go to um, the Church of the Holy Sepulchre, so the place yes. where Jesus Christ was crucified, yep. mm-hmm. whipped, and mm-hmm. buried, mm-hmm. all of those are on the same spot. Yep. Remind me, and I want... I want to show you, and we'll just take a step back, and we'll look at all the thousands of people that are walking through, taking a tour. Totally. And then ask me to take you to the place where they actually are doing worship. Wow. Mm. And I will take you there, and there will be thousands of people taking a tour of where Jesus Christ was crucified, Mm -hmm. where Jesus Christ was buried, and I'll show you where there's actual worship going on, and there's no one in the room. Wow. Wow. That is a picture of what's going on, Mm -hmm. and that's what happens to the church. So... And, and so for my Catholic brothers and sisters yeah. and my Orthodox brothers and sisters, and many people, I don't know that they're listening, but if you are, God bless you. Thank you for listening. <laughs> That's the problem is they think religion is about their, ser- their religious service to God. Yeah. yeah. When yeah. Jesus cleared the temple to bring people into the church, that's what it's for. He's not interested. You know, Isaiah says, I'm not interested in your rote worship, right. the, the mundane kind yep. of legalistic form of worship. Mm-hmm. He says, your mouth prays to me, but your lips, lips. are far from yep. me. And so that's what's happening. And so many people, when they come to St. Paul's Church, where's the cross? Where's the temple? Well, two answers. Number one, you know what you tithe. We don't have the money for that. I mean, right. we just don't. The church, the church <laughs> doesn't have the money to build these museums to God yeah. anymore. Right. Right, right. I mean, we can barely afford warehouses. Right, right, right. You know, I mean, that's the truth. And yeah. um, and, and if you worship Sandals Church and you go to a church, it's just a church that, you know, we've been given or, or we yeah. bought out of bankruptcy. Totally, totally. I mean, that's the really, we, we, yeah. we didn't build those things. Like your church, we can't afford to build that roof. Right. I mean, if you go to San Bernardino, I don't know how much money they, sp- they, they spent on that roof, but yeah. it's not economical. It's problematic. You know, kids skateboard off it and break You're their right. I say rain leg. falls off of it yeah. Yeah. You know, really well, maybe. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, and so we just have to say, okay, people are not going to church. People yeah. are not turning to God. And, and I think they're disgruntled. Here's my concern. Yes. I think people are becoming disgruntled with politics. Mm. And they're not satisfied either way. And, uh, and I think there's some things that we, that we have to talk about as we continue to move forward uh, in this series called Election, Seeing Politics Through the Eyes of God. But politics creates polarization. Christianity created unification. Mm-hmm. Mm. So that better be a tweet, yeah, Mr. Okay. Terrell. <laughs> okay, let me say it again so he gets it. Right. Politics creates um, 
polarization. Christianity creates unification. unification. Because I remember my parents were diehard Democrats. So Jimmy Carter was first Southern mm -hmm. Baptist to be elected mm -hmm. as president. He was not the president Ronald Reagan was. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Ronald Reagan was a better president. Yeah. Ronald Reagan understood the times better than Jimmy Carter did. I remember crying as a kid because Jimmy Carter lost. Wow. Wow. But my mom and dad, and so this is hard to believe, but California was a Republican state right. for until about yeah. 12 years ago, yeah, yeah. I mean, die hard Republican. And we flip-flopped. Texas used to be Democrat. No I don't want pointing way. at you, Donna. Sorry. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. But it used Texas to be Democrat. <laughs> and so things yeah. have shifted. No way. But wow. here's wow. the thing is I, rem I remember there was deep division within our church. Yes. And right. most of the young people in our church voted for Reagan. Reagan was inspirational, visionary, mm -hmm. directional. And there was no problem on Sunday. Right. After Tuesday, come on, there right. just wasn't. Right. We we came together, and because we were more about Jesus than thank we were you. about yes. being thank American, you, and and, and that's what shifted. And yes. nowadays, yes, left and right, people are more passionate about politics than they are yes. about God. Yes, and um, you know, we're going to talk about this on our church staff. We we do a church survey every year, mm -hmm. and we're finding out that our staff mm -hmm. is not spending time in the Word. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so here's the thing: is you're on Twitter, you're on Netflix. Yep. Um, you know, you're on all of these things. And let me just say, if you're listening, if you have not been able to establish spiritual rhythms of reading your Bible and praying during COVID, you may never. When have you had more time? Amen. More time to yourself. Mm -hmm. right. And, um, you know, I remember years ago, I had a homeless guy and, um, you know, he was uh, just, just battling all kinds of issues, mental illness, HIV. Uh, I think actually he was AIDS. He had AIDS at mm -hmm. that point in time. And he said, Pastor Matt, what I need is some more me time. I said, that's actually your problem. Mm -hmm. All you've done is you're, it's you, and, and and that's the problem. We need to shift time to God, and um, you know he didn't like that. Unfortunately, I had to yeah. ask him to leave our church yeah. because he was mm -hmm. so just um, mm -hmm. aggressively opposed to everything yeah. that we were doing. Um, and, and and that's the thing is we have to turn to God and we have to say, look, no matter who's in the Oval Office, Jesus is King. Yes. That's, right. Um, that's right. And we need Democrats to honor Jesus as King. And that and that's yeah. the thing is is I want to challenge Trump's rhetoric. Um, I, I don't appreciate the way he said things. Not all immigrants from Mexico are criminals and rapists right. and all right. of that stuff. Sure. And yeah. I right. hate it every time he says yeah. that. Yeah. But Barack Obama, and here's the difference. Here's my concern with Joe Biden as president. Barack Obama was strong enough mm -hmm. that when the Democratic Party tried to take out In God We Trust, he mm -hmm. made them put it back in. Mm -hmm. Amen. Joe, Biden is not, Joe Biden is not the leader Barack Obama was. Mm -hmm. And that's my concern, mm -hmm. is he's, he's, he's too weak in that area. Yeah. And... Um, you know, the strength of, of Trump was that he was strong. The problem with Trump is he didn't listen. <laughs> right. I think Biden will listen too much. And, um, you know, there were some policies going forward that I, I think America really needed. You know, Donald Trump has been saying for 40, this go all the way back to 1988 when he's interviewed by Oprah. He has been saying our trade deals are killing the cities, the inner cities. Hmm. Look at Los Angeles, Sacramento, San Bernardino, our mm -hmm. cities that were once uh, extraordinarily, yeah. uh, you know, Baltimore. financially... Yeah. Um, uh, successful yeah. and they're not now and that's because we keep shipping out these jobs and uh, I'm really hoping that Andrew Yang uh, the Democrat will do better because he's the only Democrat I hear talking about this mm -hmm. uh, we've he's saying we've lost touch with the blue-collar worker mm -hmm. yeah. and Andrew Yang is right yeah you know my truck driving friends are Trump supporters yeah. which has never happened before right. historically that is Democrat right right bread and butter yeah, yeah. and these guys are Trump supporting yeah. Trump toting and and you can call it racist or you can say, we need to listen to these people who feel like they've been abandoned sure, right. by yeah. this party. And, sure. and I think that's what you're seeing with Blexit, mm -hmm. uh, Candace mm -hmm. Owens. Mm -hmm. They're saying, we keep electing these Democrats, and look what's happening in our inner cities. Yeah. Black people are not better served. Right. And so we need to take a look. We, like, I'll say I'm black now because there's three of us. Um, <laughs> you know, right. she's saying, as black people, yes, I have to right. say they, I want to say we, yeah. they <laughs> need to take a look and hold their leaders accountable. Yeah. Right. Um, because statements like, if you don't vote Democrat, you ain't black, those are problematic mm -hmm. statements. Absolutely. And Joe Biden needs to be held accountable for those. And that's part of my concern if he is, in fact, our president, is I think our Trump, our, I think our. Uh, our, our media falls, they're already in love with the Democratic Party, and so they don't report on things. The advantage of having a Republican office is I think they actually do their job, and that's what we need. Mm -hmm. Give Trump everything he deserves and more because we need a press that's active, that's aware, that's challenging. Um, but we need the same thing with Biden. 
because power corrupts and and, and a free press's yeah. job is to hold power accountable and to prove things and yeah. uh, so we'll get into that when that's we good. talk about have i been deceived i think in three weeks that's good yeah. all right Man. sorry wow. i know no I, that's I, good Donna, so this good. is what I do. Right. I just yeah. ramble. I just love it. Right. So good. Thank you. Yeah. So yeah. good. Yeah. Um, so uh, based on the election and based on um, the results of it uh, thus far, um, we're going to have Donna ask the next question Uh-oh, here it comes. From, from Best Enough. Best, 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 best is en- Enough. Best okay. is Enough. From well, Dallas. Praise wow. the Lord. Yeah, Come from on. Dallas. So um, this person says, my family is not handling the results well. Hmm. How do you deal with parents and family who have become consumed with the election, which is kind of a little bit of what you touched on, Yeah, have become consumed with the election? Yeah, and I would just say, um, I think in this instance, I'm assuming that her family are Trump-supporting Republicans. I would say this is exactly what we've had modeled for the last four years with Democrats. Hmm. I mean, every bumper sticker that you saw that said resist is problematic. Yeah. Because we can't have a democracy or a republic form of government where we resist the outcome of elections. Mm. So here's what I would say. And I put this directly on Trump. And if you're an eight on the Enneagram, you need to listen exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> Donald Trump needs to hold himself responsible for if he believes the election was stolen from him. Now, if you're a Democrat, don't freak out. I'm saying Donald Trump had four years to bring about voter mm. reformation. Mm. What he should have done, mm. and, and, and if I could have gotten his ear, is there were Democrats, 71% of Democrats that are polled believe Russians tallied or changed votes. <laughs> now, I don't believe that that's true, but 71% of Democrats believe that. Right. Hillary Clinton right. called uh, Donald Trump an illegitimate president. Mm-hmm. That's problematic. And if you're a Democrat and you want all of these Republicans to suddenly be at peace and unified, you need to look yourself in the face. And and, and just so you know, every Democrat that's listening, uh, you know, my good friend Ronnie Floyd, he's the president of Southern Baptist Convention. Mm -hmm. He called for a prayer meeting to unify behind Donald Trump four years ago. Mm -hmm. I didn't go. Mm -hmm. And do you know why I didn't go? Because they didn't call for that when Barack Obama was president. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we either unify around Pure, every president right, or right. I don't unify around any, any president. president. And what yeah. we have to do is we have to be honest and consistent. Yeah. And so what yeah, I try to good. do is be consistent, understand we all have bias. Yeah. Um, you know, we all have we, we all have our, our own perception of what's happening. Um you know, like when we see, uh, you know, the issue of Ronnie Floyd, you guys can't not be black and see that. I yeah. said Ronnie Floyd, George, George Floyd. George Floyd. Ronnie Floyd is white and he's yeah. the president of the Southern Baptist <laughs> Convention. George Floyd is black and he was killed right. by a police officer. Yeah. Right. So, and I can't not be white. Yeah. So what I have to do is I have to look at my bias and I have to say, okay, I want to be consistent. And I think as Christians, we're called to be consistent. And a lot of people use the word fair. They don't mean fair. Fair mm. is this bizarre word that I, I don't know what it means anymore. Yeah. What I think it means is I didn't get my way. Like, do your yeah. kids say that? That's not yeah. fair. Right. What they mean to say is I didn't get my You're way right. or I didn't get what I wanted. Um, and so, so we need elections that are fair. We need to take a deep look at mail-in voting. Yeah. Uh, but I, bl- I blame Donald Trump for that. It is not a safe way to mandate votes. And I know a lot of my liberal friends love to point to Europe. Most countries in Europe have gotten rid of it mm. because it's deeply problematic. Mm. The only way to have safe, clear elections is there needs to be Democrats and Republicans at every place. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need to watch people. We need voter ID. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't care. That's not a racist issue. That The most powerful voice you have is your vote. Your vote. Yeah. And, and we your need voice, to vote. make sure that we protect your vote, my vote, and the vote. Mm-hmm. Right. And we make sure that people are actually who they say they are. In every election, we have dead people voting uh, that will come out. Uh, We have people that vote twice, multiple times. Um, You know, I had four mail-in ballots that came to my house. Now I sat my wife, my kids down, and we voted. Now they got to vote for who they, I didn't look to see who they filled in. We talked about every issue and ultimately they did whatever they thought. But then we turn them in. We need to we need to abolish voter harvesting. It yeah. is that yeah. is abhorrent. Mm. That's why I support Tulsi Gabbard, yeah. who's the only Democrat who yeah. speaks out against yes, that. It's deeply does. problematic. Yes. And people cheat on both sides. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, like one of the issues in this election is um, when was the vote cast? Right. Here's the problem. Yeah. When you go to the post office, right? They put a, what is it called? They put the the date that it's on the envelope. The postmark. Postmark. Yeah. But did you know that most post offices don't do that anymore? Here's another problem. Many people did not turn their ballots in 
to the to the uh, post post, post office. They post turned office. it into a, a church or a booth or right. a box. So we don't know when those votes were cast. So that's the problem. It's it's when, where, how, and why. And we need to to do that. So if you're a Democrat and you feel like I'm unfair, 70% of you feel like Russians had something to do with Trump being elected. So you need to understand that. If you're a Republican, you didn't like it when Trump dismissed that, which I don't think he should have dismissed it. I think he should, as the president of the United States, it is your job to represent all people in every vote. Right. Donald Trump should not have dismissed those concerns. And I think it's ultimately what may have cost him the election. Mm -hmm. But that's on him. But moving forward, we cannot have a system. America will not exist if people don't feel like the will of the people was stated, whether we like it or not. And we have to be consistent. Um, And the media has to be consistent. You know, you can't call for peace when you've when you you call Donald Trump a fat turtle. Yeah. You can't call him a Nazi. You can't call him these things and then call for unity. You have to be consistent and you have to be fair. Um, I think we need to look at journalism again. We need to look at reporting again. And we need to look at what we're teaching these young people to report the facts and the truth. Because everybody lies. Everybody cheats. And it's been proven. Republicans have cheated and stuffed ballots. And Democrats have cheated and stuffed ballots. And let me just say this. If you're a Democrat and you have a hard time what I'm saying, I have Democrat friends who believe Donald Trump is Hitler who believe wow. Donald Trump is a racist, who believe Donald Trump is the most evil, worst president we've had in our country. And I would say, I don't agree with any of those things. But let me just tell you, if I believed Donald Trump is Adolf Hitler, would I cheat in an election? Absolutely. Hmm. Right. Absolutely. Hmm. Because I've, if, if it's Adolf Hitler, yeah. <laughs> I have to do everything in my power yeah. to get rid of him. And right. so that's deeply problematic. Mm. And that's why rhetoric matters. Yeah. And that's why I would say it's wrong. It's wrong for Donald Trump to call uh, immigrants who are coming from um, Mexico, Nicaragua, Honduras, right? These people who are coming to this, you know, uh, rapists, you know, serial killers, whatever. That's wrong. But let me say to my liberal friends, it's also wrong for you to call these starving Irishmen and women. Hmm. Who, who were starving under the thumb of Europe and, and, they, and they stole Indian land, what would you do? Yeah. Yeah. They had no choice. I mean, the, you ha- if you're going to have compassion for immigrants, you have to have compassion for all time. Oh, mm-hmm. And you can have compassion for brown immigrants, but not white immigrants. Yeah. Because let me tell you something. When you were Irish or Italian uh, or, or Polish, um, are you guys old enough to remember Polish jokes? Mm. I, don't I didn't so. grow up with black jokes. I grew up with Polish jokes. Polish, Polish wow. jokes. Yeah. Wow. You know, uh, how many Polacks does it take to, you know, whatever. Right, right, yeah. and, and oh, wow. by the way, wow. you never heard, you ever heard somebody say you got off scot-free? Mm-hmm. Yes. Of course. You know what that means? I know. Scottish. It's yeah. Scottish. Yeah. It's a derogatory statement towards Scots. And so mm-hmm. this is just historically who we've been at people, yep. you know, yep. as a people. And we, we pick and choose which racist statements are yeah. off limits. Right, right, right. And so what you have to do is you have to say, look, immigrants are all struggling. And these people are fleeing Honduras. Yeah. They're fleeing Nicaragua. They're fleeing Mexico because they live in oppressive governments. Mm-hmm. Many of them mm-hmm. socialists. Please, yeah. young people, listen mm-hmm. to me. Uh, some of them communists. Almost all of them banana republic or dictator. Dic- dic- <laughs> Dictatorial? Dictatorial? Dictatorial, yeah. Yeah, okay. I need to learn to pronounce it. That's right. Um, You're done good. So you have to be consistent. And so I can have compassion uh, for uh, brown people, people of color, trying to immigrate to this country because they want a better life. But I want my liberal friends to have compassion for people who were starving, who couldn't feed their families. The average American 100 years ago lived to be 28 years old. Half your kids died before the age of 15. Mm -hmm. We can't imagine what it was like. And... um, and they were fighting over rare resources. Yeah. Yeah. They were fighting over rare resources, rare land. They were struggling. They were fleeing uh, just a horrific system in Europe that was based on religion. It was based on class. And so we, we have to be fair. So we have to create a country that's fair. We have yeah. to really work on the voting system because four years ago, the Democrats didn't like it. And now Republicans don't like it. So what I would say is right. we all agree the system needs to be better yeah. and it needs to be more fair and what I think that means is it needs to be legit. That's yeah. the word I, I want to use. It needs to be legit. And we need to move away from a rushed vote-in balloting system. And there's got to be, here's what I would say. If you want to be, if you want to be Louisiana, and I know we have, we have sandals anywhere in Louisiana, so mm-hmm. be careful. That's right. That's right. But Louisiana is a backwards state. And there is corruption there like never before. You know that hotel in downtown Louisiana? It just collapsed. Mm-hmm. Brand new. Why, why would it do that? Because there are people taking payments. Yeah. And, and the, I think it's the new Hard Rock Cafe downtown in Orleans. It collapsed. Mm. And 
what, what's, that's the stuff that happens in China. That's the stuff that happens in third world countries where people are getting paid to, to overlook issues. And so that's yeah. the problem. There needs to be a, na- when, when, when we all tell each other how to live, then there has to be a national law for how we vote. Mm-hmm. Like you, you, you want your cousins, all your cousins and your uncles and your brothers to be the mayor and the city council. Look, that's fine. I'm not living in your town, but yeah. we, where are we going to go? Yeah. Like we all have to live in America. There needs to be a national way that we vote because did you know this, the offices of the president is the only thing that we all vote on. Hmm. Like your congressman, everybody didn't vote on your congressman. Right. Everybody didn't vote on, on the Supreme Court, right? Everybody didn't vote on your yeah. senator. Everybody right. didn't vote on your governor, your mayor, your city council. Um, you know, but, but the president, the, the office of the president, yeah. it's the only thing where we all get to vote. And, and that should be precious and cherished. Mm. And, yeah. and I think part of the problem is we keep going left to right. And historically, what presidents have done is they've been in the middle. Yeah. And which, yeah. you know, the left hates and the right hates mm-hmm. because they, you know, well, yeah. they make these campaign promises to their yeah. base and then they don't do them. Well, and that's been good. So the yeah. problem is, you know, uh, Obama went way left. Trump pulled us back way right. And, and, and now we all have whiplash. Yeah. So <laughs> right. so let's let's that's get somebody truth. that governs the country. And we need to understand this. Right. If you are a Democrat, Joe Biden is not a mandate for America. Yeah. Yeah. It is the it is the most closely uh, controversial election since Al Gore. George Bush was not a mandate yeah. against yeah. Bill right. Clinton. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is incredibly close and we need presidents who govern that way. And um, I, I hope and pray that uh, if Joe Biden is the president, that he will govern that way. Um, you know, we, we need to hope and pray for that. So, Man. Yeah. I know, it's talk good. forever. No, it's good. No, it's, it's good. It's good. So I'm um, praying for your family in Texas. Please. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, and, and I got a lot of family everywhere. You know, my mom is one of 10. My, my dad is one of 15. Yes. And none of them had less than four children. So I got wow. family everywhere. Everywhere. How so, many kids do uh, you have? I have four. Four. Okay. Yeah. Four, no more. Uh, my wife is like four. One <laughs> you have more? three, right? I have three. three. Yeah, yeah, we have three. Yeah. And all three of my sisters live in Texas. So. Oh, Texas. Oh, maybe. Where in Texas? Family ever, all around Dallas. Okay. Yeah. I've only flown into one Dallas. Lives in Paris. Terrifying every time. Yeah. <laughs> I think one lives in Paris, which is like somewhere yeah, out right, in right, the right. sticks right. somewhere, but the other two are in Dallas. Yeah. Driven yeah. through Texas took me four days. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I've never done that. <laughs> right. They invented these uh, things called airplanes. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. You're welcome. So connect the concept of unwanted outcomes from the election, because it seems like that's kind of where a lot of people, these questions are coming from, people who are dealing with unwanted outcomes. And in uh, one of the main points in your sermon this weekend was that God wants to use unwanted outcomes to expose unhealthy emotions. And just based on our questions, it just seems like that's kind of what everybody's dealing with. They're dealing with how do they Mm -hmm. grapple with what they didn't get what they wanted. Yeah. And so can you share about a time that you experienced that yourself where you, um, where God was checking some unwanted or unhealthy emotions in you because of something that didn't turn out the way you wanted it to? Yeah. Well, I mean, I would say this election, I, I, I thought Trump was going to win. I thought when Florida went for Trump, I thought it was a done deal. Mm-hmm. I've never seen an election where a president won Florida and Ohio and lost. Right. Mm-hmm. We, we need to look at this process. And so I, I thought I thought Donald Trump was going to win. I woke up and I realized, wow, he's not. I got to preach this message. So the sermon I preached to you guys, and by the way, I got grilled by some of my conservative friends. I had a woman direct message me, said, man. you're a joke. Sandals is a joke. No. You should wow. have taken Come a stand. On, man. Hmm. I mean, right, mean, Jeez. harsh stuff. I get it from the left and the right, which usually tells me I'm probably doing something good. I'm telling you, right. that message was powerful. I well, thank you. Well, yeah, not everybody, time, not everybody agreed. Wow. And, um, you know, I want to be consistent and I want to I want to lead the Democrats in our church yeah. Yeah. who are deeply troubled by Donald Trump's personality and some of his policies. I understand that. I understand that. You know, I think Joe Biden is saying some of the right things. Mm-hmm. We'll see what he does. Yeah. Um, OK, so kind of wrapping up, wrapping um, up. We're just getting started. <laughs> uh, I, mean, I mean, we could you know, we can keep going. Go but uh, I just wanted to quickly uh talk about this. So there's a, there's a good chance, <laughs> probably a great chance that, um, that there are people going to have some tricky conversations yeah. over this next week with some individuals. Uh, it could be family members, could be coworkers, could be possibly folk in the church. Um, with that, we've gotten two similar questions that are along the same lines. Rodrigo, Rodrigo yes, um, says, in a group of friends that don't have the same position, should we stand by our opinions? Um, I think opinions are dangerous things. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that I've, I've learned is you have to be very careful about having opinions 
in politics because we don't have all the facts. Yeah, yeah. right, and right, politicians right. Yeah. work overtime yeah. <laughs> to keep us from learning the facts, yeah. left and right. Yeah. And we need to be very, very careful and very, very wary. I mm-hmm. think we need to learn uh, how to talk about things. I'm going to try to talk about this uh, in terms of developing a political strategy. Um, we have to we have to learn to change the conversation. I think it's a losing conversation for for uh, conservatives, and by conservatives I mean conservative secularists. And I, I I'm not a big fan of conservative secularists. I think without God this country's screwed. I, I believe that. So uh, and there are those. And uh, Donald Trump's support increased amongst gays, yeah. uh, increased amongst Latinos, and I think he tripled his support amongst blacks in America. That is not a story story that's being reported, but it is a fact. Um, I think Donald Trump beat Hillary Clinton by 30 points amongst Latinos in Florida. Wow. Check this out. There's a little town uh, in Southern Texas, 96% Hispanic. The average wage is $7,000 a year. How is that possible? I Mm. do not know. Mm. Donald Trump beat Hillary Clinton by 40 points in that town. Yeah, I I heard that. What is that? What is that? What is that? And what that tells you is white liberals know nothing. Yeah. You know, there used to be a conservative in New York. he used to say this, I would rather be governed by the first 1,200 names in the phone book than by anybody at Harvard, Yale, and Oxford. No way. Wow. He said because these elites are so removed from reality, yeah. they're, they're right. ignoramuses. Right, right, right. Um, I can't remember his name, um, but I used to watch him on PBS when I was a kid. Hmm. And, hmm. and it, you can become so pompous and so arrogant. And, and I think, again, if you're a Democrat, and it, it breaks my heart that the Democrats, di- that do, they don't understand Trump. Um, People in this country who are uneducated, blue-collar, feel left behind and forgotten. Go figure. A guy who's been a billionaire since the day he was born mm-hmm. has identified with them. The guy eats McDonald's and drinks Pepsi. Donald Trump's a weird dude, right? <laughs> lives, lives in Mar-a-Lago. Is it Mar-a-Lago? Yeah. Right? So he, but, but he, I mean, he, he, he relates to them in a way. He connects with them in a way with a group of people who feel unheard and unseen, and they feel left by the coastal elites. That's problematic. Hillary Clinton didn't get it. I don't think Joe Biden gets it. I don't think most media gets it. And they're not racist. No, nobody wants to be called a racist. Yeah. I, I, right. I, no. I'm, I'm just right. telling you, that ship has no, sailed. Right. Uh, right. Totally. Racism is on life support, and it's used by politicians <laughs> to, to, to be elected. Yeah. Um, we need to increase funding. Uh, the difference between a police officer in California and Arizona, I, I think the difference is uh, a highway patrolman makes $100,000 like, in California. 50, and I think yeah. in uh, on the border towns of Arizona, they make 35000 a year. That's Come a problem. We, we, we need police officers to be well-trained. We need police officers. And here's the other thing. We need to look at the tasing industry. Yeah. Who lobbied that? Who pushed that through? There's big money in all of this. We're going to talk about this. You know, why can't we invent a net? We need, Donna, we need to invent a net, like, like Batman. Right, you yeah. shoot a net, it takes <laughs> right. somebody down, you let right. them squirm. Right. You know, there's got to be some kind of, uh, I mean, if they, can, if, they can, yeah. if they can invent magic shell, have you seen that? Magic shell. You put it on your ice cream and right. it hardens oh, up. That's so funny. Let's get, yes. let's magic get, shell. let's invent yeah, right. magic, magic shell. Magic shell. <laughs> right, magic right. shell. And, and, and shoot, shoot it at people shoes. and it's plastic that instantly <laughs> hardens and the cops can step back like that poor black guy that got shot in Philadelphia. Yeah. Do you know that, that uh, the police officers are not equipped with tasers? Wow. Hmm. So what are they going to do? Right. right. You got a crazy black guy with a knife. Yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah. I don't want him dead, but they've got to have a resource. Yeah. You know, I mean, at what point, what, what, what do you do? You got to do something. Stop. I don't want him dead. But when, but when Philadelphia defunds the police and they take away another mm-hmm. option, I, I want cops to have 10 options mm-hmm. right. before they pull the gun. Yeah, right. Because right. once that happens, everybody loses. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and, and we loses. need to fund yeah. police. There's got to, right, there's got to be yeah. a geek out there somewhere. Yeah. That, that loves Batman right, right, that can yeah, figure right. this out <laughs> where cops can shoot something at a person where it's just goo and, and, and literally it hardens yeah. within seconds yeah. and, and we deal with that because yeah. um, even George Floyd, if there's a way that they can detain him from a distance, mm-hmm. the knee isn't going on the neck. No. Yeah. Right. But we got a big dude who won't get in the car and for 22 minutes, that police officer lost his mind. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? I, did you know I was a cop? I know, yeah. Dude, MP. I'm, t- I'm telling you, I wish I could say that I never lost my mind. Hmm. You get frustrated. 
we can't have a society where you call guys pigs and Nazis and you spit in their face. What job, what job does that have? Can you imagine if you came to work and I spit in your face and I called you a pig and I, we can't, we can't live in that world. Mm. And, and yeah. it's a tough situation. And so we've got to figure out a way to talk about this because, and if you're black, please be a police officer, get involved, Absolutely. be in your police department, be, be a changer of things. Um, we, we need great officers. And, yeah. and I like what you do. And I started doing it since you do, but it means more from you guys. It than does. Me. Yeah. It does. He yeah. goes up to police officers and he thanks them for what they do. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they probably are like know. a little, yeah. you know, Every and, time and we, we need to do officer. it. Thank you yeah. for, for what you do. Absolutely. But you know, I, I don't think we can buy police officer Starbucks. Why can't we? I think it's they're not allowed to take it. That's wrong. Oh, mm. really? Hmm. I think we should be able to do that. When I used to work at Starbucks, anytime a cop would come in, I would give them a free, coffee. free coffee. Yeah, I think I think a lot of them still do it, but yeah. But that was also like Lord, twenty years ago. Yeah, yeah. Right? You're old, bro. Right, I'm an old. Um, um, okay, what was the last question? Because I think. Well, this one actually. I, I would just say you, yeah. you you have to hold opinions loosely. And yes. again, the You're problem right. is we use the word believe. Like, I don't like the word, I believe women. I, I, I have to use the word, I believe God. Yeah. We have to sort through Amen. the evidence. Yes. And here's the thing in ministry, and I try to tell people this all the time. I can't tell you how many times, Donna, I've looked at a woman and she has cried and lied. Hmm. I mean, <laughs> you cannot trust tears. And I don't, I don't mean that disparagingly sure, against right. women at all. I am just telling you, I have been lied to so many times by so many people of every color you can imagine, gay, straight, black, white, married, divorced, on staff. I've had pastors look me right in the face and lie to me. Mm. Okay. Uh, I supported uh, Bill Clinton in 1992. He looked me in the face on a camera and said, I did not have sex with that woman. Right. Whoops, we found a dress. I did not have, <laughs> I did not have sex with that woman. <laughs> I, unfortunately, my memory is not the greatest. <laughs> I was not on an airplane with Jeffrey Epstein. Right, right, right. All right. Oh, watch it, watch it, watch it. You know, so yeah. we ha- we, here's what I would say is yeah. let's talk about issues. And, yeah. and that's one of the things I'm going to try to – I think conservatives and, and 80% of Christians uh, call themselves conservatives, even liberals in the church. Uh, you, you said this, right? What did you say you – you have a conservative oh. mind, liberal heart, or I can't remember what you yeah, said. My, um, my wife and I, um, we th- uh, we have a, um, uh, I can forget, a conservative, a conservative mind, but liberal yeah. heart. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's the thing is, and I think a lot of liberals are that way, and that's the danger of where the Democratic Party is going, is I think they're losing those people, and they're yeah. losing yeah. them quickly. Um, how yeah. do we talk about issues? And I think we choose, we choose issues um, like health care. Yeah. I think it is a losing issue. And I don't think that it's it's consistent with Jesus to say that people don't deserve health care. Mm-hmm. So I think I have to submit to Jesus and say, okay, I have enough money to, to, to give myself quality health care, but there are poor people in this country that cannot afford it. I don't have to be for Obamacare to support caring for people who can't afford right. it. Right. How do we create a system that moves the ball forward? I don't believe that socialized medicine is the way to go. And I know this because Canadians... Uh, English people and people from Germany flock to America to receive specialized health care. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And guess who does that? Wealthy people. Yeah. Right. Well, there ain't nobody going to Cuba for heart surgery. That isn't happening. Right. And I don't care what you heard on PBS. That is not where you want heart <laughs> surgery. Uh, right, sure. y- you know, you want to go to the yeah. best medical system in the world. Now, is it corrupt? Is it problematic? Yeah. But we just voted out the guy who just, who just, did you know that when you go to a hospital, they don't have to tell you how much things cost? It's the only right. yeah, service in America where they yeah. don't have to tell you. Donald yeah. Trump just changed that. Wow. Hmm. He's the only president to say that they have to tell they have to upfront pricing. Tell you. Why wouldn't we have that? Doesn't that make isn't that common right. sense? Right. Because the, 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 the medicine industry bribes both sides. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, they do. They, yes, do. they do. And so that's why these these common sense things that you're like, why wouldn't they do this? Is because there are people that are hmm. you know, waging war against that yeah, and, yeah. And, and and there's deep pocket. I mean, we spend more money on healthcare than any other nation. We also have the best healthcare than any other nation. We gotta figure out a way to do it. Also the issue of abortion. You know, I'm passionate about right to life. I think when does life begin is a losing argument. I think we need to argue when does motherhood begin? Yeah. Mm. Because we know, um, how soon can you uh, pee on the stick and know? Is it six days, three days? I don't know what it is. No, it's not that soon. Okay. I mean. I don't know. I would say. Couple weeks. Couple weeks. Four yeah. to six weeks. You, you need yeah. So that's why week, I yeah. think we need to talk about when does motherhood begin because the stick, mm-hmm. the stick, the test shows <laughs> right. that your body is responding to right. a change, and we need to yes. encourage 
uh, women to be mothers, but we also need mm-hmm. to encourage men to be fathers. And yeah. so we're going to, yeah, I want to do a, I want to do a series called sex drive. I, I don't know what it is. I'm trying to figure out what we're going to do for 2021. Um, but we've not raised men to be fathers. We've not yeah. raised, um, you know, and we got this question a couple weeks ago, you know, what about nobody ever talks about in the black community, uh, the lack of fatherhoods. And the issue is that's becoming yeah. a growing problem in every eth- ethnic demographic with the exception of Asians. Mm. So wow. I don't know what it is yeah. about Asian culture, but they're still heavily, uh, mom and dad families, yeah. but yeah. white families, black families and Latino families, uh, the men are just gone. They're yeah. disappearing at a rate. And, and we know that that's deeply problematic. And so, and that's one of the things I think that's problematic is don't point the finger at the black community. We need, we need to say, look what we need to do. Mm-hmm. Look yeah. what we need to change. Um, because yeah. it's a problem across the board. Um, so I, I just, I know I'm talking forever. Be very, very careful about opinions and don't assume, you know, Yeah. Um, I, I just think what, what I've learned is I don't know. No. Right. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm not sure. And I think in today's age, people want a response that needs to be instant and public. And I would say neither of those are wise. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I, I don't know. Um, and I would say this to all my disgruntled white voters, you know, you lecture people when there's an incident with a black person and cops, take time, let the evidence come in. And all those people, right. Jump to judgment, conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the internet is not our friend, whether you're left or right, it is not reporting truth. Mm-hmm. Um, stuff is made up, stuff is fake. And we have to be so careful. Yeah. If, if there is mass uh, voter fraud, it'll come out and yeah. we have to trust yeah. that process. Right. Sure. And, you know, if, if Joe Biden won, I want him to win fair and square. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump has a court system. He has the ability to do it. And, and everybody listening, despite the, what the New York Times says, they don't declare who the winner is. Right. Mm-hmm. Every state has to certify their election yeah, their and they vote. go through a process. And there are Republicans in every state and Democrats in every state who will go through that process to certify it. And, and we, the election is what it is. Um, and at the end of the day, Donald Trump, I believe, failed to communicate his vision to the American people. I thought his first debate was a debacle. He didn't communicate what he believed. He didn't communicate what he did. He didn't communicate where he was gonna go. And you have to win in the area of public ideas. And he failed. You can't snort and growl (laughs) and grumble and argue and interrupt your way. You just can't do it. And let me say, there's a difference between being the outsider. And so here's what Donald Trump didn't understand. It's easy to critique the status quo. What was Hillary Clinton? the status quo. People were not satisfied with their life under Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton was an extension of that. Now, Donald Trump is the status quo. He's not the outsider. He wanted to be. You're the man. Mm -hmm. And you have to argue for what you've done and how you would move forward. So uh, let me just, I know. First question, and I wish I was on his his debate team. Racism. Remember the first question? Mm -hmm. I I, I thought he blew it. Here's how I would have answered that. Mm -hmm. George Floyd was a defining moment for us all. Yes. Black, white, conservative, and liberal. Yep. It's deeply egregious to me that that happened. Mm -hmm. Here's what I've tried to do to help the black community. Right. He's created economic zones. Uh, A lot of black people don't know that. He's funded historically black colleges. A lot of black people don't know that. Uh, I have moved policies to get black people out of jail who've been in jail for 30 and 35 years because this guy Mm. locked them up. Right. Here's how I think we can go forward. Right. Yeah, I think right. we that need to create been. free trade economic zones in Ferguson, south side of Chicago, Watts, downtown Detroit, tax-free zones, where we encourage enterprise to come in and lift black people out of poverty because I believe the capitalist system is the best way to lift people out of poverty. Yeah. And then I would have pivoted to my friend. Yeah. You can't snarl. You can't yeah. growl yeah. and say, I'm the least racist person on stage in the room in the room in the room right i'm like that is that is actually not an answer that that is a problem and you have to be you have to be able to articulate your ideas and black people need to know what you've done right and again right here's the thing liberals don't watch fox news right conservatives don't watch cnn the debates are the only opportunity Mm. where the other side has an unfiltered opportunity to listen to what you have to say. That's true. So when you snarl, interrupt, and growl, and sweat, and act like an idiot, which he did, that's on you. He missed his moment. Yes. He missed his moment. Yeah. 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 So, so, you know, if you're a conservative, 
you have to know you get one shot. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I know this cause it happens every week, every single week, people come to Sandals church who don't love God. Um, you know, and I have to be so careful. Are they black? Are they gay? Are they liberal? Are they an atheist? Are they, have they been hurt in the church? Were they abused by a pastor? Uh, you know, were they a part of a cult? Mm -hmm. Like th that's every single week. No, right. And I'm trying to speak to them in a yeah. reasonable way. Yeah. And it's why I'm not the Gibbs guy. Uh, mm -hmm. I think he made a mistake. Mm -hmm. I, I think that's terrible because he has isolated himself uh, as a, uh, as a political entity and he's no longer going to reach his community. Now mm. he might reach Republicans and you know, Republicans need to be saved. I got a lot of Republican friends I think are going to hell. Yeah. Um, and if you're listening, pray about if that's you. Um, but, but I got a lot of people that, that, sure. that don't know Jesus and are on the liberal sure. side and Amen. I want to lead them to Christ. Yeah. And let me say this. Nobody knows what Jesus believes or taught anymore. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Nobody yep. does. People think they do. Mm -hmm. They don't know Jesus. Right. Um, and so we need to, to preach Jesus and lead people to Jesus. And Amen. so I would just say this, that God's still in control. We got to practice what we preach. I needed the message as much as you guys do. And our nation has real issues, real issues. And what we need is reasonable people who will work together to try to overcome those issues instead of running to our camps left yeah. and right. We have to look at what's happening to our black community. You work in San Bernardino. You see it every day. Yeah. It, what, what, what we're doing is not working. Eight, eight right. years under Obama didn't help San, San Bernardino. No. Four years under Trump didn't help San Bernardino. How do we work do we, to help yes. our impoverished communities? And, and what, what do we do? Mm. And if you're on the left, public education has had its day. Yeah. I'm sorry. It has failed. I'm telling you. It's a, it has failed egregiously. We need to listen to what black people and minorities want. They want school choice. They want to be able to choose where their kid goes to school. Yeah. And that is so important yeah. um, across the board. Rich people get to send their kids to school where they want. Yep. Poor people are stuck with a broken system where they have no voice. Yeah. And I can tell you as a parent uh, who had an issue with the public school, if, I was, if my last name was not Brown and my first name was not Matt mm -hmm. and I was not the pastor of Sandals Church, yeah. I am telling you, mm -hmm my child's issues would yep. not have been heard. Yeah. Yep. That's at our Riverside public school system. Yep. Mm -hmm. But when I picked up the phone mm -hmm. and I called school board members and I said, this is Matt Brown, yeah. pastor of Sandals Church. They listened. And my kid was helped. You're right. You're right. But if I wasn't that person I, yeah. yep. right. and poor black people in inner city communities oh, are man. not that person and they don't have that voice. And that is yeah. a problem. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, we need to fix it. Healthcare people need to, people, um, have the right to be cared for. I'm not going to say they have the right to health care because it's cheaper to buy everybody a Mercedes Benz. Mm -hmm. You know, people don't. Yes. That's the one thing we haven't told our kids is how much how much it costs. Yeah. Um, and the problem with the socialized system is then we have a group of people we don't know deciding whether or not you get a kidney. Yeah. Right. Do you know that, that yeah. happens? Yeah. Right. Right. Right now in um, uh, Switzerland and Sweden, there's a big movement to abolish special needs kids. Do you know why that is? <laughs> Because a special needs kid costs the socialist Cost, system too much system. money and they don't put in. Gosh. See? So you're going to surrender all this freedom to a government and then people get to care for your kid. And guess who cares for a special needs kid? Parents. The parents. That's right. Parents. Um, it's, mm. it's, why, it's why I think Plato's Republic is a bunch of crap. Mm. Mm -hmm. mm. And a lot of these socialists, they all think Plato was great. He, that guy's wacko. Yeah. Uh, because what he said is we should all just have sex with each other and right. and raise our children together. Well, what that means is nobody gets raised. Right, yeah. right. What yeah. we need is a mom and a dad, because you know who loves your kids. Yeah. We talked about your son yeah. turning 13, right? Yeah, exactly. Don is on it. Right. Right. Yeah. We're on it. He's got a black mama. I'm telling you, and that's important. And yes. he needs you. Right. Yes. He Amen. needs you. Amen. And, and everybody needs a mom and a dad yeah. to, to challenge them. Amen. My son, I, you and I were talking, my yeah. son, my girls, I never once said, did you do your homework? Yeah. My son, dude, every day, you do, he lies right to my face. <laughs> did you know, Donna, our grandchildren, our grandchildren will go to college and not have a male professor? I believe it. Because boys can't study. They're not getting through school. No. Yeah. And, and, and all my liberal friends out there read the book, The Boy Crisis, by yeah. a feminist, mm -hmm. and he talks about it. Yeah. Wow. Our culture is becoming women-dominated because men are underperforming and falling apart. Yeah. 80% wow. of all boys are not at uh, their grade level by eighth grade. grade. Level. By eighth grade. Wow. 
They're not graduating. They're not going to college. Wow. They can't Eighth perform. Grade. And can I tell you yeah. that one of the things that we hear being on campus over and over that I've heard is I need a mom. Yes, mm. right. Like when I sit and mm. talk with mm. girls. Um, Why do you think that is? You know, I, do, I think either the parents are absent mm. or they're in, you know, in the inner city, the kids are raising themselves. Yeah. Mom and dad are working yes. long hours or right. raise, you know, um, they're very transient. They're moving all around yeah. They're you know, um, parents are involved in relationships that are all crazy. And when I sit with girls, they all call me mom. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. They call me mom. Mm. And these are girls, they're not even saved yet. They don't know. They know how I believe. Mm. We just talk about issues and it's, I need a mom. Hmm. I need a mom. And so that's absolutely spot on. I think in our inner cities, there is a fathering and a mothering yeah. issue. Wow. And it's not a blanket everybody with give them all the things. Because mm. in San Bernardino, mm. they, they kind of get all the things. Mm. <laughs> you know, they get the, the health care. They get the, you know, our Medi-Cal or whatever. Right. Food, whatever, you know. Yeah. I think San Bernardino is the second poorest large city in the United yes. States. Wow. And so wow. they get kind of all the things. Those things, like the socialized things, we'll call them. I'm not saying that they don't need them. Mm -hmm. There's people that very much need mm -hmm. the medical, the food stamps, all mm -hmm. of those things. But um, there's such a lack of mothering and fathering, mm -hmm. and that's what I've heard over and over mm -hmm. and over: is I need a mom. Yeah, and let me just say this wow. for those of you um, <clears throat> who struggle, and a lot of our a lot of our church members, they just don't get why why it's our vision to plant 500 churches. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and mm -hmm. here's why: what are the chances? that kids in San Bernardino yeah. are going to get a Sandals Church experience. <laughs> oh, on. you'll get it in South Orange County. Come on. That's you, right. Will, right. you will right. get it in right. San Diego. Right. Right. And I, it drives me crazy yeah. when all of these young, talented Christians... Mm -hmm. I remember sitting in seminary, Donna, and everybody's called to Malibu, <laughs> San Clemente, <laughs> San Diego. Okay, I'm not kidding you. No, you're everybody's right. Everybody's called there. Yeah. And then I'm looking at the demographic... Uh, of, of, of population growth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it was all the Inland Empire. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And nobody wanted Wanted. or was called. So God knows where all the people are. Right. God knows where the greatest need is. But he's calling all of his people to these wonderful locations. And this is why I want to beg you to support Sandals Church. Yeah. yeah. Sandals yes, Church. you're right. And I, obviously, I drink the juice. Okay. Right. I drink the Kool-Aid. <laughs> right. We all drink Sandals the Sandals Church is the only church I know of that dropped $2 million to invest in a church in San Bernardino. People use San Bernardino. Sandals Church has invested in San yeah. Bernardino. And I'm, I'm just telling you, yeah. it is important that yeah. we're there. Amen. It's Amen. important that we work. It's important that we minister in these in these impoverished communities. Um, now, some of our, our new congregations are going to be in Orange County, and you're going to say, well, you're, you're a hypocrite. Well, we need money. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Let's so, just bring it in. Yeah, so, but and here's people the thing are everywhere. That, yeah, right. here's the thing and that you need everywhere. to know is, yeah. is that money is going to be funneled to the places that are in yeah, need. Absolutely. And you've been at San Bernardino. It's one of our nicest campuses. It's beautiful. Yes, uh, so it nice. may be the nicest campus we have because it's actually designed as a church. Mm -hmm. Right. You know? um, <laughs> right. And in its heyday, it was a wonderful place. Yes. Yeah, yes. absolutely. But, um, you know, people in San Bernardino deserve that, and we yeah. want to be a part of that. Amen. And we don't want to use them so uh, with bad theology or, 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 or manipulative ministry. On, yeah. We actually want to care for them. Right. And, and that's why I want to encourage you to be a part of Sandals Church. And I just yeah. want to say, some of you right now, I know you're frustrated and I know you're upset. Man, pray about what you can do for the church. Because yeah. as the church goes, our country That's goes. Right. Amen. And, Please um, say that. Please. You know, there was a day in my lifetime yeah. where there were strong conservative Christians who were Democrats. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Strong. And, and that day is oh, yeah. disappearing. Yeah. And so here's what happens when we don't have strong Christian communities. We don't have strong Christian politicians. And we need those on both sides because every eight years we seem to flip. Yeah. And I'm wondering... If the day and age of two-term presidents is over, yeah, because we're That's so true. divided, yeah, we're so, so divided. divided, and it's like, oh, so I'm close. Done with him. Yeah, <laughs> right. you know, I mean, every yeah. now and then you're going to get a Barack Obama that's yeah. sure that's so one-off, yeah. right? He yeah. just yeah, there's right. just nothing like him. Right. No. Right. Uh, you know, there's a Reagan, there's an Obama, there's right. a Lincoln, right? Um, and it's just like, look, the yeah. Lord just created right. this person, and right. they're fantastic. Right. Right. Um, so those those people are going to sway the people in the middle that really make the decisions because forty percent vote one way or the other no matter who's in office. Right, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's true. You know? Right, um, man. You know, I mean, forty thirty six percent of our country voted for Walter Mondale over Ronald Reagan. What were you watching? <laughs> I, I I don't understand. You know, um, right. So there's just some people you can't convince. Right. Yeah. 
Uh, some people wouldn't vote for Jesus if he ran, <laughs> you know, depending on what party Watching. he was on. That's right. So, uh, <laughs> but thank you, Donna, for being here, guys. Thank yeah. you for listening. Yeah, awesome. So yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, hey, why don't you uh, wrap yeah. this up? So thank you so much for joining us. Um, it's been an awesome conversation. Yeah. Thank you, Pastor Matt. This is so yeah. great. And we love getting your questions. So um, onto the show, you can send them in at any time to move.sc forward slash ask. And Pastor Matt will answer them. Yeah, I'll and try. It'll be good. I'll try. Yeah, Thank you, Donna, best. for bringing me back. Awesome. She did a good job today when I when I strayed. I just oh, did I? <laughs> yeah, you did great. Thank you so much for being on. So and much. I realize yeah. I'm a lot to handle. Pray for my wife. No, it's good. It's um, good. It's good. It's and awesome. uh, you guys, let's all let's, let's all pray for our attitudes. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, we, you know, we don't know how this thing is is going to. You know, come out. But if, if Joe Biden is, is our president, you know, I will pray for him. Yes. Just like I prayed for Trump. Right. Um, if I have the opportunity to go to the White House, I will go mm-hmm. yes. uh, to meet with them and meet with people just like Absolutely. I did with President Trump. Absolutely. And, um, you know, we are called to be salt to That's the right. earth yeah. and light salt, to the yeah. earth, regardless of who's in the office. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, again, if you're a conservative and you're a Christian, it's not just what you believe. It's how you say mm-hmm. what you believe. Yeah. And I think that needs to be our takeaway. Um from this election that we really have to be careful about what we say. Yeah. And, um, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. so it's good. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks Thank you. for hanging out with us on the debrief.